Talks. Never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Things that you wish never would have happened, and it can be, I wish they would have got rid of Jason Kidd a couple years earlier. I wish they never would have drafted Jabari Parker. I wish, whatever the case may be, you can take away things, uh, uh, you know, eliminate trades, uh, make coaches get fired uh, earlier, make coaching hires, whatever. Which mistakes do you wish never would have happened while Giannis has been on the Bucks? And this organization is not perfect, I'm here to tell you, even though some of you think it is. It's not. They make mistakes like everybody else in the NBA and all pro sports leagues make mistakes. I would love to know what John Horst's answer to this question would be because he was there when John Hammond drafted him. Um, so I wonder what he would say. He may not say it on the record, but maybe if uh, you're out having a something to eat with John Horst, be like, what's the one thing since you've been in Milwaukee that you wish you know never would have happened, your biggest regret or mistake? Nathan Marzian, what is it for you? Maybe you got a couple. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think I have two that kind of stand out. And now I I didn't like the I, I'm not going to say Jabari because that wasn't a bad pick at the time. Nobody expected right. him to get hurt, and yep. you didn't know that he was not going to be a good defender. Like that that stuff. He was he was the pick at the time. Now I will say, I wanted at the time 14 year old me wanted Joel Embiid because uh, I didn't yeah. like Jabari Parker. I didn't like Jabari I wasn't, Parker. I wasn't 14, but I also, him and Hod on our broadcast about Joel Embiid and how is Jabari and Giannis going to play together when they per- virtually play the same position, and I question whether or not it would work. So you liked it for a different reason that I liked Embiid for. But again, the injuries uh, and so forth and everything else probably played into it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I I loved Wiggins in that draft, and then when we got number two, I kind of realized, okay, we're not going to get Wiggins, and I just didn't like Jabari. I didn't like Duke at the time, but then Duke beat the Badgers in the championship. Nobody so likes Duke. Now I do like them. I do like Duke now. I like Duke now. Nobody likes Duke. I'm not like a Duke fan, but like I will root for Duke because they beat the Badgers in the championship for me. Like I owe them that. So anyways, um, I wanted Wiggins very, very badly. Knew we weren't going to get Wiggins. And then my next guy would would have been Embiid. Played on the same team as Wiggins. I liked him. Um, But again, I'm not going to blame them for that. I don't think that was some horrible pick. He's not, I wouldn't even consider Jabari like a huge bust. It's just, he, Injuries. I mean, that's that's mainly what it was when he was healthy. I know he was never going to be some great player because of the defensive issues, but he did have a season averaging twenty with us, so like it wasn't awful. Um, Nathan, two- one second, one, one second here. Hold on. Let's just. I want to expand on Jabari Parker. It's the offseason, so we can go wherever we want. Yeah, I want to expand on this. If Jabari Parker doesn't get hurt, I think you can argue Giannis never becomes Giannis because. If Jabari Parker never gets hurt, the plan was he was going to be the number one scoring option on that team. That It was going to be his team. And then Giannis was going to be that secondary guy as Giannis got better to be that guy. When Jabari got hurt, that forced Giannis and the Bucks to rely on Giannis even more kind of going forward. And then when they had point guard injuries, that forced Kidd to go to Giannis to let him handle the ball even more. I mean, injuries really played a huge role into how Giannis developed as a player and how they looked at him as a player. If Jabari stays healthy, I don't know how everything changes. If he's healthy, he doesn't lose his explosion. He's that scoring machine. Yes, he doesn't play defense, whatever. But he still would have been their number one scorer, I think, had he not got hurt that first year. Yeah, I think I think it definitely would have changed things a little bit. I don't think it would have prevented Giannis from becoming Giannis. As long as Giannis was in the gym working and doing all that and getting stronger, he would have become what he did. But I don't know if we would have realized it as soon as we did. I don't know if we would have, it would have taken a couple more years for him to reach that MVP level, you know, yep. player. But um, I, you know, I do agree because it was, people forget that at the time, I mean, it was 
Jabari was the number one and Giannis was the number two. Like that was the plan. This wasn't supposed to be Giannis's team from the get-go. It was, you know, we had kind of in our sights a year in advance. Okay, we're going to get either Wiggins or Jabari. Um, and you were kind of like, oh, it's nice that this Greek kid is a serviceable player and maybe he can be a nice piece, but like it's going to be Jabari or Wiggins' team. Um, and then, you know, even Middleton was improving, but still was going to be like the third guy. He wasn't supposed to be any type of star player. Right. And then all of a sudden it just became, okay, Giannis is way better than we expected. Chris Middleton's way better than we expected. And then Jabari, you know, gets hurt. So it becomes those guys' team. And luckily they were good enough to make the whole thing work out. But let's get to the two biggest regrets I have for the for the Giannis era Bucks. Number one, we'll start in chronological order. Number one is 2017 draft. I wish we would have taken OG on Anobi over DJ Wilson because I think <laughs> that DJ Wilson pick was trash when he made it. I yes. called it trash when he made it. It was yes. a horrible, horrible pick. You could see God, that's like, a horrible pick. And again, I was very young at the time. I I I had done my research. I had looked up players. I've always been into the draft and I I get so into it and I like I always that, you know, June, I'm always looking at the players the Bucks could take and who I like, who I don't like. He was on my don't like list and I remember being very upset and just saying, you know, and and again, I I wasn't super knowledgeable about the game yet. I didn't know a ton about him, but I just remember being like this is a this, it's a guy that is he has the tools, but he's not actually good at basketball. Like he's long and He's a little bit athletic and he in theory can do things, but he can't actually do things. And I was like, I just don't like that. It's another, you know, we had gone on this with kid. We had that stretch of time where it was length and athleticism, but nobody could shoot. And nobody that was could, a nobody John would. Hammond. That was a John Hammond bucks. That's what John Hammond to this day in Orlando. That's what he drafts in Orlando, yeah. right? Long guys and, that can't shoot, but can jump. And so it was like another one of those picks where I'm just like, it's another guy that fits that mold, but he's just, I don't think he's very good at the sport. And, you know, later on, and I didn't, I, I, I had known a little bit about OG and I did like OG, but now I love him even more. And now I just look at him as we talked about, I think we had this question that we talked about on the podcast earlier in the off season about if you could add any non-star player to the books, who would it be? Mine would be OG on The guy is one of the best defenders in the league, long athletic, and can shoot 38% from three, 39% from three. Right. Like he just is the perfect role player to me um, for pretty much any team, but even, you know, especially a team that needs a wing defender now and can always use three-point shooting around Giannis. Like he can do those things. And so if I could go back and get him, I would absolutely love to do that. And that's also one of those things where, you know, because some of these you go back and you're like, well, like again, with the Jabari thing, you could say, oh, I want them to take Embiid. That changes a ton down the line. Like that could change everything. You don't know how much that would affect. Whereas with this, it's like, it's a small enough change that I'm like, I don't think this really affects anything else. It would just make us better. Like it would just be a a, a role player that actually becomes really good instead of a role player that's a dud. So that's when I definitely would change without a hesitation because I don't think that it like would end up coming back to bite us somewhere else. Um, and then- the second one that I this is something I wish did happen was that they re-sign PJ Tucker after the uh, championship because he was someone that that following year and the following couple of years we've just we've sorely needed that presence that that guy to fill the PJ Tucker role and definitely didn't have it in 2022 losing to Boston in seven and I'm not saying he would have completely been the difference but. 
they didn't have anyone to put on, you know, Tatum and Brown, and especially, you know, Chris goes down. They just didn't have a guy there to step up and and defensively really limit those guys. And Tatum obviously went off in game six, it went right. down three, two to force a yep. game seven. And, you know, they lose in game seven, they get blown out. I just think if we had one more defender there for him, I think we win that game six. I think we move on and then you'd have to hope Chris comes back at, and, you know, at some point in that, in that postseason, which we're not sure he would have, but still, I just, I think that would have been a different series if we had that PJ Tucker player there. And you can say the same thing about the heat series. Obviously Bud would have to use him correctly and, and put him on Jimmy Butler and everything and do all that. But if, you know, again, Jay Crowder was not that guy. We wanted him to be that guy. And if he was that guy, it could have changed things, putting him on Jimmy. Um, but he wasn't. And he didn't get much playing time as a result. It was all Drew on Jimmy. We know Jimmy was just too big for him. If you had PJ Tucker, like that might have been a different story. Um, I don't think Jimmy goes crazy down the stretch of game four and game five if if PJ Tucker's on him instead of Drew Holiday. I just don't think he is. And again, Drew Holiday is a better defender. But PJ is just a little bit bigger. PJ is a little bit stronger. He can handle that a little bit better than Drew can in that specific matchup. So we've just seen these wings go off against us twice in a row in the playoffs. And I keep coming back to like, we just, we lost PJ. We let PJ Tucker go. Um, I don't know. I, I, there's rumors about, well, he wanted to leave. And there's rumors about they lowballed him and all that. I believe that PJ wanted to stay here. I believe that they did lowball him a little bit and it kind of rubbed him the wrong way. Um, so that's something that's always bothered me. And I just, I think it could have changed things for us. You know, we, we could be in a little bit different position right now.